Hello friends and welcome to Tell Us More, a podcast from Lake Forest Church all about the messages we hear each and every week. I'm your host, Nathan Story, and joining me this week is Pastor Cesar Guerrero. (laughs) (laughs) For one week only. One week only. One week Uh, only. And also one week only uh, is kind of this cage match, one-on-one, hard-hitting interview coming at you. (laughs) Podcast duel. Yes. Uh, No, but Caesar um, spoke for us this past weekend at Westlake, and so we're going to talk about his sermon right now. It's just the two of us. This will be interesting. This will be kind of cool to get. I listened to the sermon again this morning to make sure it was fresh, Yeah. and I'm excited to talk about it with you. Are you ready to to talk about Moses and Numbers? Yeah, the the co-host becomes the the guest guest for the week and I'll yeah. get back to co-hosting. It's it's yeah. really weird being yeah, it's it's weird it's weird being on the other side of it for sure. I yeah, I was going to I was going to ask you about that. I was like what how do you feel going into this? Maybe this is a fair question to, more towards the end of the interview, but <laughs> yeah. Is it is it are you more relaxed when you're just asking questions or you feel a little more tense cuz you're you're kind of answering the questions? Yeah, I don't know. I I mean you're you're kind of the main host, so it's it is kind of fun being the the sidekick, you know, yeah, asking yeah, yeah. a question every now and again. Um so now I have to talk way more, so maybe the <laughs> maybe the expectation is is a little higher. I, I mean, I don't I don't feel any different. Yeah, well, I, I, that's probably a host faux pas. What I just did—the first question being, "How nervous are you?" <laughs> yes. How do you feel about being my guest? Yeah. Let's pretend like that didn't happen, and, yeah. and let's get into it. Please so tell us a, a little bit about. Well, so let me back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. We are in a series called "The Whole Story." Uh, we're going through the Bible in a year. Uh, we've just reached kind of the Book of Numbers, or we're, we're getting into mid Pentateuch, what do you call it? We're out of yeah. the first couple of books of the Bible and now we're, we're moving right along and we're in Numbers this week in a very interesting story uh, about uh, the Israelites after they've uh, escaped Egypt and and are kind of trying to find their, to use Michael W. Smith language, their place in this world. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I listened to last week's podcast uh, on Monday. So this is after I preached the sermon. Okay, yeah. And I, and Mitch, I, and Mitch White was yeah. our... Our guest, our, our preacher from the week before, yeah, yeah, and and he and he was talking about in that episode just about how his sermon kind of tees up the the next week, yeah. and I didn't I didn't know that because I didn't listen to the podcast <laughs> till after I preached. <laughs> like, well, I just didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I did not continue, and, and it was funny because the episode ended with like, "What's going to happen next?" It, it didn't end like that, but at one point, you know, you guys were like, "What's going to happen next week?" Ooh. And I was like, I don't think I touched on that at all. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, listeners of the podcast weren't expecting weren't expecting me to pick up where where uh, Mitch left off. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. No, yeah, it was it was fun. I um, I really I, I think I enjoy it. I think I enjoy preaching. I think it's one okay. of those things where it's like uh, where um. It, it's just so different. It's so different than anything else that I that I do on a, on a regular basis. Like when when are when is anybody really up on a platform with a mic attached to them and has to talk for thirty minutes? Yeah, about anything. Yeah, and uh, and that's that's really hard for me because I, I love the back and forth of conversation. I like asking questions. Um, so so preaching is really weird, um, but it's it's still pretty fun. I think I think it's fun enough to where I want to keep trying it, but 
you know, if, if someone's like, hey, you should probably stop, I'll be like, yeah, <laughs> I'm okay with I'm okay with stopping. Well, we certainly enjoy it, and I think you do a, a great job. And uh, I should mention for anyone listening, you know, who might have forgotten, because I believe we, we mentioned this a lot because it's, it's so uh, amazing how delicately and um, well you pull off all your roles. But Caesar has a lot of roles at our church. He does a whole lot. And I think the fact that you are able to, you know, I'll say lay, lay some of that down for four or five days and prepare such a, a thoughtful and an interesting sermon is is uh, just a testament to the fact that I think you should keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you do a great job, yeah. man. Yeah. Thanks. So, so, so tell us a little bit about prep for this week. You know, had, had you spent a lot of time? I know you grew up in church. You, you mentioned mm-hmm. that even in yeah. the sermon. Did, did you remember this story really well, or is this something you kind of had to dig into again? Yeah, I'd heard this story before, you know, in Sunday school um, yeah. and had read it before as well. Um, but I guess the prep stuff, because I knew I knew a few weeks beforehand that I was in that week, I tried to get a little bit of a head start. So, um, so yeah, so I did a lot of um, just reading of just the story itself, but also trying to find stuff online. So it's, it's, um, it's a process, I would say, because, I mean, we're, we're doing the whole story, so we miss a lot of in-between stuff because we jump from highlight to highlight. Yeah. But I decided just to just trust that, um, that I'm supposed to hit one of the highlights and not necessarily the whole the book of numbers because, yeah, my week is the only, only week we're going to be in the book of numbers. Um, yeah. So I, I was feeling the feeling the uh the temptation to teach more of numbers but i i decided just that that would be a distraction and and kind of distract from um the main highlight story which was caleb and joshua so i kind of stuck with stuck with them um but then as i was reading the text i I realized caleb and joshua aren't really the main characters of this story (laughs) um and i think that was really interesting for me to to find because when they give you the list of you know what's happening each week yeah the you know numbers 12 and 13 or 13 and 14 um and it says caleb and joshua and like maybe some ideas yeah and i read it i was like caleb and joshua are just kind of mentioned and they and and caleb gets like one line of of talking but the rest of the text is is not really them it's these spies it's the the whole congregation as one one at least my translation says the whole congregation of Israel huh. um, and, and Moses and God talking. So, and God has a lot to say, which is really cool too. So I, yeah, when I was researching, I realized that maybe I just need to focus on, on another relationship or another set of characters than just Caleb and Joshua. Yeah. That's a, They're kind of, they kind of just pop in, give you a little bit of their, yeah. their thought and then they, they're kind of gone in a flash. Right. Yeah. And they're important. You know they say important things and um they're kind of like the only heroes there are you know there's some good guys in this story but Gib and joshua are definitely good guys but they don't really get much you know the, of the story so i so i kind of just just trusted that the story you know the, the thing to find within the story wasn't necessarily in them but in something else so so that was kind of fun to to come to that that's a great observation. Yeah. Did you have um, this aha moment where you, you come – I'm always curious about this. You know, um, for a lot of stories, I feel like, like for Jesus' parables, for instance, like they, you kind of have the main point, 
pretty laid out explicitly, but were there a couple like landing points for you? It's like, okay, this is the yeah. main point of this sermon. Did you have to weigh those and see which one you thought would be best? Was there an aha moment for you? Or like, okay, this is the thing that I need to leave people with coming out of this text. Yeah, the, there was, there was a kind of a tension that I felt. There's two things that I thought were really interesting. And I thought were maybe my aha, my aha moment kind of stuff. And, and the first one in my first kind of glancing through the text and trying to outline stuff was this idea that that uh, God is committed to us, hmm. um, that that He wants to bind Himself in such a way to us that um, our decisions matter, what we how we feel about Him matter to Him, and and He is. You know he's respectful of our decisions but he also is has his own agenda as well so he, he's going to work you know out his out his plan but it's going to be in the context of what we give him and what we don't give him so um i thought that was an interesting thing that hopefully you know is still existed in the sermon um but the other idea was was that idea um at the beginning which was that song of decision that yeah kind of metaphor that, that was so that cool up. Um, just this idea that you know humans throughout all of history have to make decisions and are put in a situation um where what how they feel about god or what they believe about god or um, what they believe about themselves um will come to a head and it's a little bit of a fork in a road right yeah um where, where guys kind of say, well, which one, <laughs> which one are yeah. you going to do today? And sometimes those are big decisions and sometimes they're not, but this definitely one was, was a big decision moment where God just presented them with something and, uh, and they had to decide to go one way or the other. And so those two ideas I think definitely are related, but, um, the, the one I just talked about, the song of decision came later for sure. Okay. Interesting. That's so. Yeah, that's so cool. You mentioned that because I was I was sitting here thinking about um, you bringing up earlier in your sermon the upper story and lower story, which are kind of two ideas that we talked about a lot through the through the whole story yeah. uh, series. And um, it's it's so strange and hard to wrap your your mind around this idea that God's plan is kind of preconceived, but all at the same time reactionary. <laughs> you know, yeah. like he kind of has this arc, which would be the upper story, but the same he has to. Um, in his commitment to us, he has to kind of continue to shape and prod and poke and kind of lead us, but at the same time react to our our fickle human hearts too. Yeah. That's such a crazy and interesting idea. Yeah, and that that quote that I gave of, from Tim Mackey, he's my he's my pastor crush. Like he's the guy okay. I, I love listening <laughs> to him talk. But um, but he said that quote about what's high on God's agenda is not efficiency. And yeah, that, that was just so good. really put it in perspective for me. Cause like you said, God does have this, like, he knows where he starts and he knows with us, you know, he knows where he starts and he knows where this thing is going. Um, but he's not efficient. Like he just doesn't care about that. Um, and, and I think that's just really, uh, helpful. Um, yeah. for me, cause then it helps me read the story, you know, a little bit, a little bit better. Um, because I, I don't have to feel like, you know, with and I think that was my that was my uh, my freedom or my aha moment in this particular story. I was like, I don't have to tell the whole thing. I can yeah. just tell part of it and just trust that that part kind of will 
will contribute to the whole. But yeah, God is not efficient, and we learn that we learn that in this story for sure. But definitely throughout the whole the whole story. Yeah, that was that was such an interesting idea, and we yeah we hear on the the podcast we love the Bible project, not Bible journey. <laughs> I was about to say yeah. Bible journey, Bible journey, something different. Um, we love by and Tim Mackey, and and uh, yeah, we we all really appreciate and his insights are so interesting. And that yeah. that was a new idea for me when you said that. I my you know I, I ears pricked up. I was like, oh man, what an interesting I got idea that God is not uh, efficient. You know, in fact, yeah. he's he's just he gives us a wealth of of patience. Really, when when uh, we kind of enter into that whole story with him i'm yeah. thought i'm reminded even of lake forest's um one of our mission statements which is you know hoping that helping people as they discover and live out their role in god's story and that can be a very quick process for some people <laughs> and a very long and laborious process right. uh, for others yeah, yeah and so and god is kind of right there in each of those aspects right he's he's kind of slow and patient in that i love that idea that's really cool yeah it is cool I, but yeah, um, go ahead. I was I was gonna change the subject. Go ahead and uh, if you have a thought on that, that's fine. No, I was gonna say yeah, I, I highly recommend the Bible Project. Yeah, they do really good overview stuff. So yeah, plug in the middle and set at the end. The there you go. Podcast. There you but go. Yeah, what were you gonna ask? I was I was struck um, as I was hearing the story again this morning, struck by these another thing you mentioned early on, which was these either or statements. And I thought those were kind of fascinating. Thinking about, uh, it seemed like with with the people who were asking these questions of the the twelve that went into the promised land, it seemed like there was almost some pre, um, I would call it like decisions already made in their minds by filling in these either or things. Like, well, is it is it awesome? Is it what God says? Or is it terrible, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, with the option of it being terrible, it seems like our uh, we already have. It seems like those people that were complaining, or or even maybe just doubting. I wouldn't say complaining at that point, but because they get they get to complaining, they certainly get to complaining. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they they were kind of filling in uh, what they thought the worst case scenario could be, mm-hmm. and I was really struck by that. How how often like maybe you know maybe i do that maybe i already have this idea of what it's going to be and there's a little bit of a lack of of trusting in god's commitment to us i thought that was interesting yeah it's super weird because they're told this whole time it's the land of of uh prosperity right it's like flowing with milk and honey (laughs) like that's all they're told this whole time and you see this and you know earlier um, in numbers and, and they quote it again right they say it is the land of milk and honey when they yeah. come back after spying it out but but the either or statements i thought was interesting and it didn't and and it didn't really connect with me until they get to the fruit part the grape stuff and maybe yeah. we could talk about that here in a minute but sure but the either or statements are 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 aren't necessarily good or bad like is it good or yeah. bad yeah it's it's like are there trees in there or are there not trees in there is the soil fertile (laughs) or is it not fertile and some of those are good and bad but one of them was like um are the cities fortified or not and and so it's just one of those things where it's like you can tell that they're gonna have to you know make a you know make a decision but those either or statements just seem more like you know observations right yeah like observe and then 
and then they they're the ones when they come back and and they say yeah it's the land of you know milk and honey but these people there's so many people there and they're going to kill us <laughs> when yeah. we show up because there's not yeah. any room for us here and um and so yeah they don't it's like they take observe the opportunity to just have some observations and then they decide to make you know kind of a judgment call after those observations so so i think that's just a a, a weird thing that happens but yeah i mean it's like but isn't that where they already know what it's going to be and then yet they still have to look at it and then decide are they going to receive it like god wants them to yeah right? yeah uh, or are they i i guess i didn't you know, if you're reading the story you don't realize you don't recognize that not taking the promised land is an option like you kind of assume like yeah. oh yeah i'm gonna take the promised land i'm gonna take the promised land and they get to the promised land like they get to the border they go in and look and they come back like okay we don't want it i was like i didn't know that that decision was on the op was on the table yeah <laughs> so the yeah the either or statements are kind of pointing to me pointing to a bigger decision that you didn't necessarily was was on the table um, which was taking the promised land or not taking the promised land and they choose not to they're like we're going to go back to egypt <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah. i didn't know that, that was possible i didn't know that that was on the table but yeah it's weird yeah it's really interesting to think how um if you put this in kind of our context if we take this as a kind of um a model for how we respond to God and his promises, you know, it just kind of makes me think of, okay, how many times have I just gotten in my own way? Mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> because uh, the interesting thing we th see in the story is like, well, the promised land exists. They see it. And as, as you're saying, it's like, but we, they just don't, they just don't take it. Like they, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and for, yeah, for their own reasons, right. They say that, yeah, this, this is a dangerous place. You know, like yeah. there's people that here will kill us, and they'll kill our children, and they'll kill our wives, and and so it's not like they just refuse it. Although that is what happens, they refuse it because they think that they can't obtain it, or they can't have it, or take it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess that it's it's just it is very indicative <laughs> of what it's like to to you know go through life. And I, and I mentioned that like. That's why I thought the Song of Decision was such a cool idea because it does, in my opinion, you know, link to to Adam and Eve's decision, right? And yeah, and to me, I, I said it's an artistically concise um, perspective or description of what it's like to struggle to trust in God. Like it's we struggle in in the in the way of uh, we don't we don't trust that God's going to give us something, and we think He's holding back on us, and so we don't yeah. get it. And we also trust in the when he does hold things out for us and we don't take it. So it's like, to me, that's like two sides of the same mistrust coin. Um, and I can definitely think of uh, like so many times when I've done both of those things or either of those things. So, yeah, it that definitely covered kind of the broad swath of the, the possibility mm -hmm. that we might face in our life. The, the things God says, hey, this is not best for you. Mm -hmm. And we're like, well, how do I know it's not best for me unless I try it? <laughs> or, uh, or like he says, hey, this is best for you. And we're like, eh, I think I'm going to make my own decisions. Mm -hmm. And that, that was a really astute observation, man. That was so cool to see those, like you say, those kind of two sides of that coin fit together uh, so well. And um, yeah, I, I want to back up just a little bit. I was I was thinking about the, you know, the, the questions that we were mentioning as the people were coming back and reporting on the promised land. And I, mm -hmm. um, 
I feel like even the questions themselves is just a, a little bit of the seeds of doubt being planted, right? Like, do they? Why did they even have to ask the questions if they knew this was the promised land and what they were kind of working towards for that this whole time, right? Yeah, that was definitely something I thought of and didn't know where the rabbit trail led down, so I did, so I avoided it. But yeah, I was like, they've been told it's milk and honey this whole time. Why are they given options to spy it out? Like, why not just walk into it? Just you go know? for it. <laughs> and, I, and it's so, there's something there with with this idea of testing. There's something there in this, this uh, um, even in the narrative where through throughout the whole time that they're on this camping trip with God is that yeah. they've been given opportunity after opportunity to just trust in God's providence and, and, and really he's going to provide all the things that they need but they still somehow find a way to complain about it or they just don't trust that he's going to provide. And so before he even has the opportunity to, to give them something, they're already like, we don't want, we don't want to trust in this guy. He sucks. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. it is this, I think it's, I don't think it's God's you know meanness. You know, I don't think it's in his, like he's being unkind to them by giving them one more opportunity. Cause I don't, I don't know if they've learned they, they haven't learned the lesson of trusting God up to this point. So yeah. maybe this is God's kindness to be like, hey, you know, I'm going to actually show you it before I give it to you. And yeah. so I think that's reverse of what was happening before. Like every every time before he was testing them, it's like, hey, I'm going to provide. But they hadn't, they're in the desert. They didn't see how he's going to provide. But he eventually would. But this time... They, he shows them what they're what he's going to provide, and then they say no to it before yeah. he can give it to them, and uh, and so I think there's a little bit of a of a of a symmetry there, or you know, I think God's being extra kind to them by letting them look at it before before he uh, gives it to them. Um, but yeah, it's still it's still still tragic, but it yep. is it's interesting. It makes you want makes you wonder like you know why is God why is God giving letting them look at it you know peek behind the curtain before yeah. i think he's being kind to them <laughs> yeah the whole the whole what's happening in numbers and deuteronomy i think he'd be really nice so um but yeah absolutely and the, and this the whole uh the way the situation just dissolves into outright complaining as we mentioned a little mm-hmm. bit before is just so it's you read it and it's just kind of so baffling i mean why would anyone wish to go back and die in slavery you yeah. know and that just that shows you just how uh how much we can lack vision i think mm-hmm. how much we can kind of not really see the bigger picture see the upper story right and we get so trapped in the lower story uh by seeing just what's in front of us even if you're like as you're saying if you're seeing even the promised land but at the same time you see all these other things like oh well there's giants there hey mm-hmm. these people are huge um you're just like, why? Well, this can't be as good as it seems like it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I wish I had died back there in that terrible situation. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's just kind of baffling. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, see, you had mentioned something at one point about going back to the fruit. Was there something specifically about uh, seeing the fruit that stuck out to you that, that made you want to mention that? Yeah, I just think it was you know, just the clarity moment for me and the, you know, the either or statements. Okay. Um, and it was just like, Oh yeah, this is definitely it. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it, it was like a, 
in case in case you didn't catch on by you know by the whatever verse maybe the third verse of those kind of either or statements we're gonna really really gonna point to it by just saying hey bring back some fruit um which i just and and the word is is i did some even kind of word study through this um website called blue letter bible where you can look at the yeah like the hebrew words and, and the word take is there mm. um take the fruit and that's the same word that that uh adam and eve you know it's the same verb for them wow. too and uh so yeah i was just kind of like okay i can't i can't miss this and i i think it does you know illustrate the whole kind of repetition that, that the bible authors you know yeah. do and, and they sample their own work too right they're really smart they they love um you know sampling older stuff to keep keep the thread going to keep the content relevant um and it's it's really cool i mean and it really helps to for me whenever i read scripture to kind of read as much of it as possible like as much of like the text so much of so much of i think when i grew up in the church is kind of like find the little golden nuggets of, yeah. of, the, of the scriptures that really stick out to you to kind of you know highlight in your bible or underline in your bible that's yep. what i grew up with um and uh i've i've now just become to pre- began to appreciate the reading of whole chapters or like whole like paragraphs or sections of scripture just so you could so you don't miss any of potentially that repetition and the and the, the themes and the and the through lines that come through like that because uh, yeah i don't think i would have ever highlighted or underlined you know and take fruit <laughs> you know that would yeah. have never been that would have never stuck out to me you know even before some of the stuff we're doing now with with um with the whole story yeah so, it's um, like oh fruit they just, that's just what they ate back then you know right exactly <laughs> Yeah, yeah, bring back some snacks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we see so often. We've mentioned it so many times here on Tell Us More as we've gone through the whole story. But those kind of things that we continue to see uh, just really solidify, again, the idea of the upper story and God telling the whole story. Like, it's just so neat yeah. to unpack and find those things. And I'm so thankful to you and Aaron and Mitch and all the pastors we get to hear from that, that do that work, that really get to show us that God kind of is working and has a plan in our lower story like yeah using all the things that we uh experience and face to tell kind of tell this one mm-hmm. big story uh poking and prodding us and being patient with us right mm-hmm. who's not in a hurry as caesar mentioned yeah. uh, along the way mm-hmm. yeah and it, that merging of the two lanes was just to me such a provocative idea yeah um and i think really kind of um it kind of summarizes Exodus, you know, and, and Numbers and Leviticus, this idea that God's like trying to get these things to merge. Yeah. <laughs> um, really, and, and really quickly too. Like there's something yeah. about, as much as, you know, we talk about inefic- like God's inefficient uh, or efficiency isn't high on his priority. Like he's trying in 40 days, you know, these people who have, you know, been in slavery for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. He rescues them in a you know a short period of time. He takes them out on a camping trip, and in forty days, he's like, "Let's get this going." Yeah, and yeah. it's such a change in pace, <laughs> um, but it's also um, that's such a cool idea too that that God is so committed to making this thing work with with humans, 
yeah uh, not necessarily yeah. just in spite of humans you know like but oh, with you know, yeah we're, we're so lucky you know it, it is some of that it's god's generosity towards us but that was his plan from the very beginning too and so it's yeah that idea of god wants to god wants to partner with you and um he will he will find somebody who will partner mm. with him like that's yep. that's the that's the kind of the the good news and in, in all of that right is that the bible is saying there will be people who will say yes and that ultimately leads you to jesus where he's the person who does say yes every yeah. single time yeah but you know up until that point there were people who did say yes you know not not every time <laughs> right you know, not not right. perfectly but it's it's like the bible is like saying you're, you're getting closer you're getting there um yeah you do struggle with the same things but it there's something good happening here mm. just kind of trust that god's going to bring it to its culmination and, and you get jesus so it's like wow um but uh which i didn't i didn't you know spend enough time on towards the end i was like man here's my my one big idea which is that you know god wants to partner with you and that's why we worship jesus you know that's why we don't worship ourselves you know because because jesus is the one who who merged the stories and so yeah i think that's freeing for someone like me who, who definitely wants to just feel like I, uh, you know, can measure up to, to God's yeah, story. Yeah. Like I, I've earned God's participation in my story today. So you get that participation so, award. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Jesus is such, it's such a good, such a good partner <laughs> with God. Yeah, absolutely. Well, friends, that is all the time we have for this week's episode of the show. I want to thank Caesar for his heart and his sermon that he gave us this past week. Thanks for unpacking it with me today. Not too many hard-hitting questions, right? No. Not too intimidating. <laughs> yeah, it was very easy. Yeah, great conversation, uh, as always. But we thank you so much for listening, and friends, we'll see you next time on Tell Us More. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>